Hello once again and welcome to the Museum News Podcast Episode 7. I'm Sam Smith and those were some sounds from the People's Palace and Winter Garden in Glasgow, which is the museum I'm going to be talking about this week. Some interesting things on the museums for the coming week include events that are directly or less directly linked with fiction. Now, the People's Palace in Glasgow is a museum about the history of the people and the city from 1750 till the end of the 20th century, and the Winter Garden is the glass house that's attached to the building. The building is Victorian, built in 1898, and it's in Glasgow Green, which is a large park. Originally, the building had a museum on the first floor, as well as a picture gallery on the top floor. But since the 1940s, the whole building's been dedicated to the Social History Museum. The building itself still has a lot of its historic features, and the glass house is a very nice place to wander around in, and they've got a cafe there as well. The museum covers many topics about life in the city, as well as Glaswegians' experiences with war, politics, and more day-to-day issues. One of the things I really liked about it is that they include a lot of quotes and stories by the locals in all the information signs and the labels, so there's a lot of information besides that, and the quotes really add to it. There's a reception room or a welcome room with some information about the museum itself on the ground floor, but it's basically an empty room with some art and information on the walls. Then on the first floor, you've got some stories about life and different time periods as well. And it's it's very colourful with videos and music and some and so on, but it can be very loud there as well. One of the really nice things they have is lots of reconstructed bits and pieces. So on this floor, they've got an air raid shelter, for example, that you can go and sit in and see what it was like. And then on the top floor, you've got Single End, which is a single-roomed house from the 1930s. So working-class families would have lived there in very cramped conditions, and this shows that very well. What I especially liked were touches such as one soldier and his girlfriend's experiences during the war. So his his near-death experience and and some of the letters he wrote her. And that part also had my favourite object, which was his service Bible with a bullet hole in it. Because the contents of his breast pocket saved his life, basically. As I mentioned before, I really liked all the quotes and personal stories they included in the displays. And what was also great is that you could hear some of the older visitors talking about what they recognised and some of their own experiences. So it really does speak to people. And on the top floor, you also have one area which is called Visions of the City, which is mostly political. And it's very interesting because they talk about lots of different aspects of it. For example, they've got a section about the suffragettes and then lots of political banners, as well as, well, only one mention of slavery, which kind of brings me to what I disliked about this museum, is that there was very little mention of immigrants and minorities, really, even though modern Glasgow more or less was more or less built 
with money earned from sugar and tobacco trade, which involved a lot of slave labor in the 18th and early 19th century. You had the Glasgow tobacco lords who made a lot of money in the American colonies with sugar and tobacco plantations for which they used slaves. And then when they returned to Scotland, they used their money to build massive buildings and, and churches in the merchant city part of Glasgow. For example, the Gallery of Modern Art was a building built by one of the tobacco lords. And then you also had slaves in Glasgow, because the rich house owners would have had their slaves, and slaves were a sign of prestige. And then, besides them, you also have Irish immigrants, Jewish immigrants, Italian Im a lot of Italian immigrants, and people from further abroad as well, of course. So it's a, it's a bit odd, especially with immigration being such a big issue now. Besides that, the, well, as I said before, the, the first floor of the museum can be very loud. And I'm not sure how suitable this museum is for kids, because there were videos and a drawing table, and the reconstructed bits and the glass house were, were quite fun, but I'm not sure how well those in themselves might keep the attention of younger people. The museum, the museum takes about 30 minutes to visit, Entry is free and their website is glasgowlife.org.uk forward slash museums forward slash peoples dash palace. Now for what's on in museums the coming week. Still in Glasgow, the Hunterian Museum has a new exhibition called The Cradle of Scotland. And it's about Scottish society from prehistoric early farmers to the centralised kingdom of Alba, Scotland. And it's the result of a 10-year archaeological project by the University of Glasgow investigating the landscape of Forteviot in Perthshire. And at Forteviot, you had a Pictish royal palace in a huge prehistoric ceremonial complex. The exhibition also covers Iron Age hill forts and Romans and Picts. It runs from the 3rd of September to the 3rd of January and entry is free. Their website is gla.ac.uk forward slash Hunterian. The Highland Folk Museum in Newtonmore, which is in the Cairngorm National Park, is holding an Outlander Day on the 5th of September from 12 to 4pm. Its 1700s Highland Township was used to film bits of the TV series Outlander, and on the 5th of September they're going to have a, a lot of themed activities based on Outlander. Entry is free. Their website is highlifehighland.com forward slash Highland Folk Museum. And the next exhibition with a link to fiction is the An Elegant Society exhibition at the Ashmolean in Oxford. It runs until the 4th of October and is an exhibition of Adam Buck's work, Regency Portrait and Miniature Painting. So you can go have a look at the people and some of the backgrounds of upper-class society of Jane Austen's time. Entry is £6 or less, and their website is ashmolean.org forward slash exhibitions forward slash elegant society. Finally, the Natural History Museum in London has two exhibitions that are about to end on the 13th of September. The first is Coral Reefs, Secret Cities of the Sea in which you can see 250 specimens of coral and an aquarium and underwater photography. Entry to that is £10 or less. The other exhibition that's about to end on the 13th is Sensational Butterflies, 
in which you can learn about the life of butterflies from all over the world. And they also have a tropical butterfly house with lots of free-flying butterflies and moths. Entry to that is £5.90 or less. Their website is nhm.ac.uk. And that was it for this week. Notes with all the links will be at museumnewspodcast.com forward slash episode 7. Do you have any opinions about museums or exhibitions you've been to? Please send an email to sam at museumnewspodcast.com with who you are, where you're from, and your review. And I might read it out on the next podcast. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash museumnewspodcasts or on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash museumpodcasts. Have a nice week.